With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First... From a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Top Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is the mighty, mighty Rab Florence, and I'm joined, of course, by, of course, by the mighty, mighty Grado. I was for a minute there going to say the shitey, shitey Grado, but then I do too much affection for you. I didn't want to even make a joke. Thanks, bro. Mighty, mighty Grado. Uh, how you doing, Grado? I'm WrestleMania, great, mate. WrestleMania just passed. Woo! There you go. Woo! WrestleMania Whoa. fever. Watched about 75% of it, Rab, if I'm being honest. I never watched it all. Can I fell asleep, Beef, now? 75%, so you only watched 14 hours of it. It's your first joke of the, the day, mate, guys. Man. So, uh, I mean, how do we do this? Because obviously we've got a lot to get through. We've got the buddies and put-downs. I think we should maybe save WrestleMania chat for the buddies and put-downs. How do you feel about that? Ah, you got it, then. What else have you been up to, then? Uh, nothing much. I've been doing a, bit of, doing a bit of prep for my sitcom. Did I read through the sitcom and stuff like that? I'm going to be filming next month. Uh, hopefully, name our variants. Name, hopefully, uh, name our Brazilian variants. Only Brazilian uh, variant I want involved in uh, the film in a sitcom is my in Brazilian wax. Uh, I get well, done. Well, just to let you know, I just had a wee text for Sky News telling me there's a South African one, so don't be counting your chickens. South African that. one is on the way. Bring them all on. I've been vaccinated. I'm ready Send to take it. all the variants on. I'll take them on. I'm filming uh, next month on all the two doors down. How, how funny. Oh, Bayface could be at the same time. I don't know where it's. Where are you filming? Yeah, Dumbarton, I think. Oh no, is it Dumbarton? Are we you filming? Are you laughing at Dumbarton, man? Fact, we'll be filming. Uh, we are going up. We'll be filming in Mary Hill, mate. So, uh, so it's all glamour. It's all the glamour. Where are you filming? I think that's uh, the way Tom Cruise and that has, has a chat with his pals. Where are you filming Dumbarton? Eh? <laughs> I'm Mary Hill. I'm filming Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mary Hill. Embarrassing, isn't it? Embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, you so is that where two doors down happens in the River City kind of studios? Hi, it's um, I think there's still game no get filmed there as well. Is it not that kind of same lot? Is it not that type of same studio but that they kind of so. convert into a big house and stuff like that? I know that the first week we always do the exterior shots, so we it was originally a house in Bishop Briggs and then it got moved to a house scheme in Hamilton because. You, what's the, you know, what's the, the, sorry, what's the full address just in case any punters <laughs> want to come down and 
I don't know. It's somewhere in Hamlin. I'm in a big black tooth mark when I get turned in there. I don't look. But you wouldn't mind, wouldn't you know, if some of the punters turned up? No, well, I'd love to say it hello because... to you and Johnny Watson and that. Be all right, mm-hmm. Well, I, that's why that, you're right. I'd love that because, you know, I'd put myself over a bit. Oh, you know, man, there's the fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, hold on, man. And they're listening. And so if you do come to the set, ask for a person called, oh, what's her name again? I remember one of the directors. Lane C. Smith? No, no, hard. I mean, one of the one of the strobs. Um, <laughs> you guys say strobs. Say it, man. I might say it as well. <laughs> uh, one of the strobs. I'll, I'll find out what, closer to the show, I'll tell you the name of one of the strobs. And if you're listening troops, tell this strob, can Grado come out for a 40? And what, just keep it up. So then it looks good if I'm sitting amongst the Lane C, Johnny Watson, and all that. And then, right, that's a good take. Grado, would you mind going there and seeing your fan base? Then I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. He's going to be left alone. I'll be back in two minutes, Johnny. I can't talk, mate. Selfies. Aye, aye. So, Gredo, tell the punters what happens when you're filming and it starts raining. Well, you just, what do you mean? If it's outside? Aye. Well, it stops. Does it not stop? No, if it starts, if it's a wee bit of I mean, rain it doesn't stop. Storing, it doesn't and you're standing there outside, what happens? <laughs> you get, all right, this is what happens, right? I know exactly what you mean. Somebody comes up with an umbrella and puts it over your head. Somebody you runs over an umbrella and, you, and, and you don't need an umbrella, yeah. And you don't need to hold it up. You just stand there and you just take ah. it. And if you suggest you're going to take the umbrella, they go, ah, no, no, no. Nah, they'll they go, I'll get in bother. And you're standing there and you're mortified. But then you kind of, then you kind of grow to like it. Then you expect it, didn't you? Then you expect it. Then you expect it. You love an umbrella. And and so that's like you know. And I remember like, I remember my mom and father coming to see me in Scots God once, and I was praying for it to rain just so that they could see. Somebody put that an umbrella underneath me to go you know look at me, mum. So look what angry, I've done. You know what makes me so angry, Grado? What? It's when, like, 10 minutes passes and nobody asks me if I want a bottle of water. <laughs> it drives me insane, mate, when I'm drawing. Can I tell you a wee quick story about somebody right on two doors down, right? It's just like a wee quick one, right? But it was my very first day on the job, right? And this actress, who will remain nameless, right? This actress? Alain's Smith. No, it's not. I can tell you the note. It's not Alain Smith, right? Okay. <clears throat> and I went into the makeup truck. And I sat down. And she went, oh, who are you? And I'm like, oh, Gredo. She went, well, just let me give you a bit of advice, son. You should be happy you've got this job. You don't realise how big a job this is. Do you know how many people don't make it? There's only 2%. Only 2% of people that get into the acting actually make something of it. This is your big chance. And you remember, if you do well on this, you remember everybody in the way up. You treat them with respect. Everybody in the set, you treat them with respect. You treat them with dignity. You treat them how you do treat everybody else. And like, kind of, she went on and on and on telling me about how I'm lucky and there's only 2% and all this and how you yeah, everybody with it. respect. You know what she was saying? Definitely mm-hmm. wasn't Elaine C. Smith. <laughs> and then so we get talking and talking and talking and then see honestly about 10 minutes later somebody come in and went oh there's your tea she went ask for that tea half an hour ago <laughs> wait, wait yes is it to me now and I turned around to her and I went I goes hear you I goes did you know that only 2% of actors missed it beautiful beautiful and since then the makeup artists absolutely love me it's brilliant in the morning, isn't it? When they when they go like, you want a wee own sausage or something? Get it for you while you're sitting there on the makeup. And that it's funny, man, because like the first couple of times you done Scott Squad, it was just like, I'll just take a roll and slice. And you want a tattoo scone? No, it's all right. You're fucking desperate for a tattoo scone, but you just want to, you know what I mean? Right. But then when you get that comfortable with years, I'm like, full English, mate. I want everything: mushrooms, beans, 
Hash browns, the full lot. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming, mate, or you're out of a job. <laughs> only 2% of people will become runners because I get them all fucking fired because they don't hold an umbrella on my head fast enough. Am I, am I missing a trick here? Is this what I should be doing before the, you get ready for this show, boys? You know, like mm. getting stuff sent over and all that sort of... Aye, that's a wrong sausage, on it? Right, anyway, sorry. So, welcome to Wrestling Daft. It's no TV Daft. It's no... I mean, we're talking about stuff that nobody out there is ever going to experience. We don't want to be doing that, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're terrible. Night. Here's the night. Uh, thanks to our boy Billy, who's come across a video of Americans reading out one of Grado's tweets. My ma has been away on holiday for a day, and the Doug is running a boot covered in curry sauce. Mama has been away on holiday for a day, and the Doug is running a covered in uh, curry sauce. Uh, fucking hell. How that's weird funny. is that? That was, I mean, that tweet was years and years ago. That's, a, that's mental. What was that, part of Paddy Power or something? I don't know. I don't know uh, where it's come from. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, they're just my dog guy. It was my golden. It must have been 2012 because Molly died 2013. Mm. Anyway. Thanks for ruining the buzz of that bit. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. She's at Rainbow Bridge. It's true. She's at Rainbow Bridge. Hey, after all the controversy or the wrestlers' use of Cameo, uh, WWE were on at our WrestleMania weekend and somebody paid $500 for this. Hi, listen, my favorite WrestleMania moment was WrestleMania 1, when the bell rang, because that marked the beginning of greatness. $500 for that. Man. Oh, that's horrific. Surely there's been a, there's been a miscommunication there, man. Come on. Stephen has been in touch as a memory suddenly came to him the other day. Hmm. He said that he's got some blurry memories of Grado and Jack Jester in a bar in Glasgow. Oh dear. Do you want me to keep reading, Grado? Right, okay. He's no name in the bar to save you any hassle. Oh dear. Uh, take much oh dear. Stoning on the bar, pouring aftershock in everybody's mouths. It's the box. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Feel there's some pictures somewhere. It was after an ICW night at the Hydro. I went back to my hotel and got sacked the next day. I'm not turning up to work. Definitely worth it though. Oh, come on. Have you not done a night at the box? I'm sure you have. Have you not? I've been there. I have. I've seen that if, carry on happening. Mate, it always starts off like, you know, I'm just going to have a couple of drinks. I'm going to stick to doing the DJing, right? But once it kicks off, man, that's what you do. You, get, you saw that coyote ugly part of man stunning on top of the bar and uh, crowd surfing and stuff like that, man. I love it. <laughs> uh, Max has got a request. Please, can you get Grado to do the impression of the fella where a mate called Graham on the Isle of Man again? <laughs> Let's hear it, Grado. Can I ask you? Can I ask you what your real name is? Um, it's Graham. Graham. Well, I've got a friend for the old man called Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and another request. And this week is another sing for Grado. A wee bit of singing. Yeah, King Kyrens asked, or King Kyrens asking Grado sing Jeff Hardy's theme for TNA when he was at his tits. And so it's called another me, I believe. It was a banger. You remember this one, Gredo? I know no many, no many people remember this because no many people watch TNA, but do you remember, Gredo, what it was? No, no, no. It's kind of like that, isn't it? I don't know. Give me a second. Okay. Another me is what they will never be. Something like that, is it? No, something like that. Does it go like that? Oh, I don't know it. Another me is not you to be. I'm sure it's like that. I'm just like that. Was Jeff Hardy singing it yourself? Oh, aye, man, they're all rotten, aren't they? Every single one of them, man. But that's what you do, man. When I was backstage with Jeff Hardy, I would, I would, I would um, shine him up and go, 
any new any new tunes? Oh yeah, you want to hear some? Oh fucking barren. We just recorded this the other day, and it was fucking. It was like a cat getting buffed to a fucking tractor. It was horrific, but I fucking you know that way I'm going. That's tremendous. Can you send me that? If you want to get in touch with us about any of that stuff, because we want to go into the WrestleMania chat, just contact even some random wrestling related stuff or even just some random stuff. Why don't you tell us about the time you filmed a TV show and how they treated you on set? <laughs> uh, contact us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this podcast, they already know about ExpressVPN. How could you know? Because, listen, we talk about them all the time on this show. And I can't stress enough the importance of protecting your online activity for those big bad, big techs. They track, they spy, and they're taking money off you. They profit off you. But there's actually another reason why many of the listeners love ExpressVPN, and it's Netflix. Because, listen to this, thousands of shows on Netflix that are only available outside of the UK so what you need to do is you need to change your country if you want to access them. Because what the app does, ExpressVPN, it encrypts your data, then it reroutes it through a server location so you can pick any country you want. And it not only protects your data, but it lets you control which country you want if Netflix to think you're in. So then you can choose for 90 different countries. Every time you run out of stuff to watch for one country, so you're, you're watching a wee bit of Broadchurch in Japan, and then you maybe want to watch the latest uh, series of Prison Break, in Mexico, you can do that. You just fire up the app, get it on your laptop, your smart TV, switch your country, and and all you're doing is basically hit connect. Once you refresh your page, you'll get a brand new selection of shows, and it's that easy. Here's the best part: it's not just Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows or other sports on any other streaming services too. And if you're into the Peacock, 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 it's free and it's only available in the US. So what you do is, if you want to watch the WWE and all that, what you do if you're not getting the network, you change to your USA and you can get all the stuff on there. But I don't, Peacock, they're still updating the WWE stuff. So I, there is a reason why ExpressVPN is the number one rated uh, VPN provider by publishers like Wired, CNET, and most importantly, myself. So be smart, guys. Protect your data. Stop paying the full price for streaming services. And you're only getting access to a fraction of content. content because if you get to expressvpn.com slash wrestling, Go on there right now, slash wrestling. Get three extra months in our service for free. That is expressvpn.com slash wrestling. Expressvpn.com slash wrestling. Find out more and help the show. Catches. Every week, we like to separate the good for the bad, the every other gimmick in the history of wrestling for the fiend. Uh, it's time we talk about burying and putting over what are we burying and what are we putting over is there anything you want to bury let's talk about Wrestlemania Gredo right raging that drew get bit finish was shite didn't like that watch 75% of Wrestlemania I think I've said that um, burying that there was no there was no star att- no there was no star attraction but I don't mean to sound pathetic and I've said this already but it was like the Saturday, Sunday, I'm getting myself G'd up and I'm going, Christ, there's no Undertaker, there's no Rick, well, I don't want to see Rick Flair anymore. You know, there's no Triple H, there's no Batista, there's no kind of ones that take you back. And it would be interesting to see them when you kind of your troops. It was all just, it didn't feel like a WrestleMania card looking at it. I'm going, nothing out there, nothing apart from Big Drew is, is really 
I mean, AJ Styles and a, a random tag bout to me who doesn't watch the product. I'm going like that. What's the crack here? Come on. There's AJ Styles there, but he's not. Do you know what I mean? It was it just looked very frustrating. However, I thought the actual wrestling, the, the matches were good for what I saw. I enjoyed the Fiend, the Fiend and Randy Orton. I enjoyed the Matt Riddle match with Sheamus. I enjoyed Cesaro match. Uh, I enjoyed the, the main event the second night. I'm sorry, I never saw the main event the first night, and I feel terrible because everybody said it was the, the best match uh, at the two weekends. Uh, sorry, the two the, the two shows. Um, but and I, I and, and I loved the I loved the feeling that I loved feeling anxious watching night one because I was just thinking, what the fuck is going on here? You know, you, you've got Michael Cole and Samojo stunning and Akagoo and all that, right? And you're just like, what is happening? Like, something's not right. And the backstage interviews, are, they're, they're shooting stuff in the fly. Some of it's good, some some of it's cringy and you feel bad for them because it's obviously, I mean, you're watching the stuff with Big Drew and uh, Lashley and you're like, wow, man, they've, they probably were like two or three minutes they've gone out and then they need to focus their brain on doing something else. To G up just randomly, it was it, you were just watching it, and even at the start of the first match, I'm going something's going to go wrong. It was a horrible feeling. I felt you could, you could see that the rain was getting into the ring, and I'm going fuck when they're going up to the top, the top rope. I'm going that rope slidey. It just it just felt like everything was oh something's going to go wrong here. Did you get that feeling? I got a feeling it was the worst WrestleMania in the year. Is a feeling I go, I don't know what everybody's talking about, Grado. I've seen a lot of people saying that they really enjoyed it. I think people have just missed seeing crowds there. That was, at, you know, that was on the level of like a sexual raw to me. Uh, that was a that was a disaster at WrestleMania. I knew there were good points. There were good points. And I'll talk about the good points later when I'm doing a list of like my three favourite matches or whatever, right? But Let me ask you this, Drab. I'm cutting you off, right? But how shite was that cold open push for a WrestleMania? Fucking terrible. For one thing, they did it last year. For one thing, they did it last year, the same thing, and then they went, we'll just do it again. It was rotten last year. And it was rotten this year on night one. It was rotten on night two again. The eagle. It was the eagle. I want to see the eagle. And I want well, to see it's disappointing the... for more people than, 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 you know, some people are more disappointed than others in the eagle. But it was just, uh, it was, it was just, it felt... Right, I'm going to talk about the fiend. I can't hold back any longer, boys. This, this gimmick, right? This storyline is a fucking disaster, right? No, I am so sour on this storyline, and I am so sour on that character that I would genuinely, if I would, if I walked into WWE tomorrow and was haunted the reins, he'd be fucking out. Bray Wyatt would be out. And I think he's a talented guy, but that's how fucking far gone this is and how bad this is. I'd be like, just fucking, I wish you well in your future endeavours, mate. Fuck off. No, I don't see that. Mate, genuinely, genuinely, no, because but- let me tell you something. There, there, is, there is a perception out there that, that he himself is responsible for, for some of these storylines. The aspects of the work he is called a creative genius and all that, he's like coming up with this stuff, right? And I've no doubt, this is a, you can see this guy when he cuts his promos and when he does his performance stuff, he's a talented guy, right? He's a talented guy, right? First things first, I have yet to fucking see a great Bray Wyatt match. I've yet to see it. I saw it, to be fair, when he had the tag matches with against the Shield with the Wyatt family, right? Worked beautifully there, but I have yet to see it. And solo, there hasn't been one good fiend match. 
Name me a good fiend match. One. Uh, Name I, me I, one fucking good fiend match. No, I know what you mean. I think I don't know. I was looking at it as no. I've no. I've no watched all this the red light stuff. I've no seen all the stuff. I've seen wee bits and bobs because you bury it so much that I go into it and go, I need to see this. And I go, oh, that was a lot of shit. But I've never sat through it and I just thought, I watched it and I, I, I just thought right up at myself as I, as I went. I'd probably like that. I'd like this Gredo, what is a storyline in professional wrestling for? What is the point in it? Well, to get to get folk, to get folk over in it. Yeah, but to get, to get folk over and build towards what? What are you building towards? A payoff. A payoff. A match. A, a fucking wrestling match, right? So when the when the development that we get at WrestleMania, no one at all. No, you're bang on about how it, how the way it ended. At WrestleMania, the development you get is what is oh oh is it oh maybe what it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus Alexa Black. What is it? What are we? What are we like? What 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 is? What are they selling? What are they mm-hmm. selling to us there? That there is nothing there. It makes no sense. Well, the one thing I was happy about with that match was that Randy Orton got the opportunity to make the fiend look like the fucking joke that it is by RKOing him, pinning him and fucking walking out and getting a stink off him. And Randy Orton's probably said in the back, says, let me, I'm, I'm fucking, listen, I'm beating this guy and I'm fucking moving on because I have spewed enough black tar. I have spewed <laughs> my last fucking mouthful of black tar. Can you imagine them saying to Stone Cold Steve Austin, see for the next six months, you're going to be spewing black tar everywhere. Mm. He'd have been getting fucked, man. No. For what? So this fucking fat guy can fucking push me about? But you see, I like watching fat guys like him. I think he looks different. It's a different character. You know, I, you're watching guys that are doing the, the shoot fighting with wearing their socks. That, that does, I, I don't like all that. I like a wee bit of Listen, you know I love a big guy. You know I love a Aye, big guy. I know. But no, a big guy that never gives you a decent match or never gives you a decent pair. I thought the bout was all right. I just, because it was, fucking... an, and it wasn't long. It wasn't long. I just, I was, I was, I don't know. It just, I was pulled in with all that shit. I enjoyed it. And the, the commentary is a pain in the ass. The commentary does nothing. It just it makes it makes it sound after. It's all the way through. Michael Cole's fucking rotten. He doesn't, and they all, they're all rotten. Here's the thing, right? Here's the annoying thing about The Fiend. And this is why I always feel, I, I always feel like people say I, like, I've been The Fiend on this show, right? But I kind of feel like I really don't because I feel for Bray Wyatt because I kind of feel like there's, there's a guy in there who probably can have these great matches and probably the, the, the gimmick is somewhere in there, but this isn't it. Mm. There is no way this is it. And, and and the frustrating thing is, is in that match, you had that great visual of him coming out the top of the Jack in the Box, right? You Which, by the way, I've got to laugh at Michael Cole. Conley said that's an odd has, but I, I know it's that an odd. He's coming out of that box-like structure. It's a fucking box. It's, it's a, a box. Fucking, it's a fucking, it's a jack in the box. Right? It's you, a jack in the box. Like, you, so he comes out of that and that's a great visual. And at the end of the match, Alexa Bliss there with the black stuff pouring down not is a great visual and all, right? But there's no focus on the, the purpose of the fucking wrestling match, the purpose of the wrestling angle and the purpose of the wrestling storyline, which is to sell the next ticket. What are you selling the next ticket for here? Because I'm no buying a ticket to watch a grown woman dancing about like a wee lassie while a guy in a fucking cartoon mask chases her about. I'm not buying, I'm not buying that fucking ticket. Can I can I play devil's advocate, pardon the pun, um, but you talk about storyline rap, right? See, what I'm on, I'm fucking invested now. I want to see where the fuck it's going next. You know, you, you talk about soap opera. You on nowhere. I, listen, I want We've to see, had a year of this. We've had a year of it. It's not going anywhere. Where's it going though? Where's it going? 
Anywhere. It's not going anywhere. We've but had a year. We've had a year. next week to go. Right, well, why did that happen? What's what's going to happen next with it? And no, no. We, we've had a year of the storyline now where, like, we've had a year of this stuff where Alexa Bliss, and where has it went? Nowhere. Where all it's led to is Randy Orton going, RKO, I'm fucking out of here. That's all that's happened. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem that Bray Wyatt has because the same problem that Bray Wyatt had before he put the Fiend mask on was he would cut, he'd come out and he would cut these big cryptic promos about, oh, something's going to happen and fucking nothing happened. That's true. It never delivers and it never pays off. No. Seeing the old, see the old WWE. See back in the day, seeing the Attitude Era, right? Okay. Here's what they would have done. See if they could have done the exact same thing, right? They could have had the same thing. The Fiend comes out the Jack in the Box. Wow, amazing visual. The Fiend goes in the ring with Andy Orton. Oh, here we go. They're finally meeting each other. Alexa Bliss is up on top there. What is going on? She's got this black stuff coming for her fucking head. What's going on here? But the next thing that would have happened in the old WWF is some fucking seven-foot big fucking monster guy would have marched into that ring and not fuck out The Fiend. That's what would have happened. And you'd have went, who's that guy? Uh-huh. When was the last time the WWF just out of nowhere brought in some big fucking guy and everybody was like, we don't know who this is. He's no came up through NXT and went, oh, thanks so much for letting me be a wrestler. Oh, cuddle Triple H. When was the last time they brought in a big fucking monster and just dropped him into a storyline? And that's what that needs. They did that at WrestleMania, the, the Paul Cruz match. I but even that wound me up, John. Oh, big, that big geezer, because I know it's all about repackaging and stuff like that, but this was clearly the guy that was fighting in the bare knuckle, bare bum ah, fucking yeah, matches. You know what I mean? know that guy. Ago. Listen, the point is, when Kane turned up in that match, you were going, I can't wait to see Undertaker fighting this guy, right? Hmm. When fucking Undertaker was doing all his mad Ministry of Darkness stuff and crucifying Stone Cold and kidnapping Stephanie McMahon and all that, you were going, I can't wait until Stone Cold gets his horns on him. What are we waiting for here? Because hmm. you know, all I'm waiting for really is Alexa Blisty. I don't know, what am I waiting for? Maybe Alexa, or not, or, or the Fiend fans like that. Oh, I think uh, Alexa Bliss must be possessed by the spirit of Sister uh, Abigail, and I think that maybe Bronson. I'm like, fuck it, go and fuck off, man. It just completely does my boxing. And Tell it, us how you really feel, Rob. It, it, it says something about how great Randy Orton is that he can survive that, that he can that he can spend months right in that fucking circus of shit and still come out. And move on to something else. You know what I mean? It says something about that guy. Because that character, the fiend, is a disaster. Get fucking rid of it. Get rid of it. And the fact they put the red light back on again, nobody could see properly. Uh, get rid of it. I'm burying oh. that. Let's see what the punters are saying. Boy Day 72 wants to put her all Shane taking a Jeff Hardy off a cage. And he's what he's wanting to bury Bad Bunny. He's not interested in that. Henderson Experience wants to put her. The whole thing never, never, never felt like it dragged. Main, main events proved exactly why they were main events, and he wants to bury the red light bulb. Yeah, and the finish was woeful. He says the fiend. The visual of bliss was great. Agreed. Overall, a terrible white end of feud. Terrible. Every feud that the fiend has ends terribly. Karate Warrior Two boys. I know there's going to be a bury put over for this week, so I'm going to bury this Brian Alvarez talking absolute shite and bury you guys for not having his review of the epic Grado Abyss Monsters Ball match yet. Next week. Next week. No, no, next week. <laughs> week after. Steve Stoner says he wants to bury Titus having to stone there on his industry's biggest platform in front of the world like a straw while a known racist calls him brother and uses a black man's spotless character to rehabilitate his own public image and reanimate his crusty career. Sorry, the Titus. The whole Hogan stuff and Titus was very uncomfortable 
first you've got Hogan out with his fucking house show bandana for the red and white, the red and yellow, and Titus coming out, jumping about, and hey, come on, as if he's in the, on the camp shows at Butlins to absolute crickets, and then the two of them trying to remember the lines and waiting and Hogan, and I actually think when the music hit at the end of the promo, you could see Hogan turning around to Titus going, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, it was pure. You can see it was so horrible. And then the second night, they're dressed up as pirates and fucking Hogan's got his fucking, he's Nike Air Maxis on, do you know what I mean? He's just fucking, it just looks so forced. And it just, it's Hogan now as becoming that when, when that's that, mate, we'll never, when that music hits, it's not going to mean anything anymore. Vince McMahon obviously has a loyalty to Hulk Hogan, but the best thing that he could do with that loyalty is shuffle that guy away into the fucking wings and don't bring him back out. Because what is that going to do? What, 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 who was... He got booed at the fucking... Oh, I mate. There was a fucking horrible... It was a horrible reception, and it just it just felt uncomfortable. He looked uncomfortable. Titus looked uncomfortable. It done nothing, and there was there was nothing there. It just felt... And it wasn't it's shameful. Funny. They get, listen, Steve Stoner's right. He should have listener of the week for this because I won't be a better, a better bit of input than this. It's shameful, shameful, putting Hulk Hogan out there, Stoner beside that guy today. That's what I'm saying. If fucking WWE have mere neck and a bag of giraffes when it comes to stuff like that, they will, they, they, they will pop. It's, there's no way they've no thought about all the stuff that's happened with Hogan and Titus being the the, the great guy he is. Put them the two together and expect to think we're daft. You know well, this I mean? is exa- well, this is exactly it. The the sense that I got for this WrestleMania was the WWE think we are fucking stupid. stupid. You know, right. There was a lot of these, there was a lot of this in this WrestleMania where it was like, WWE think we are fucking daft. Like, they wee Bailey moments and stuff like that where you're kind of like, you think we are fucking, are we seven years old? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? This is, this is a woman that fucking carried the WWE to a great extent over this closed door period, and this is what you're gaining, this ridiculous crap. I tell you what, I'm, I, I, I'm just feeling in case anybody brings it up, but you know that way I'm watching and I'm thinking it's the start with Drew and Lashley, I just felt to myself... Fucking hell, man. God has scored it in for Drew. I just felt that like, with the whole shenanigans at the start and everything was forced, nothing went to plan because I knew her heads. You remember last week, I called, was it on a show I called that, that, would, that they, they would open? And I thought it would be, you know, Drew would be the first guy and everything would be like first in the bump. But it was nothing like that. See all that shit? We were, you said we were going to talk about it, all this shit about all the wrestlers at the top of the ramp, stunning and clapping horns, Roman Reigns stunning in his suit. I mean, who cares? Just get into it. Get into it. And, I, and then for why, why, go, Listen, Grado, you're spot on. Why are all the faces and heels stunning together at the start of fucking WrestleMania? And all that and at the start of WrestleMania. We don't even need to see Vince, man. We don't even, the Nicky man stunning there. We might see wrestling. We've seen a full year of stoning out there. See where the most stoning out there. They should have put up on the screen behind them on a big fucking giant screen. Wrestling's kid on. They might have just put up behind them. You know what I mean? Because they're about to go. You're going to see all these people tell their tell each other's heads off in a minute. But first, we're going to stone out here in fucking Greek, looking at yous. I had I had people because we had Drew on my radio show last week. I had a group full of non wrestling fans that went right. We're going to watch WrestleMania. And they all stayed up for it, mate. I was mortified. No, just with it, it was like I, I had G'd this up about how much a spectacle it is with the fireworks and the singing. And obviously, it all went tits up and the, they're standing there with their fucking ponchos on and stuff like that. But even they're watching the Drew and they, they enjoyed the match. But it's funny because, like, on the Friday, they were going like that to me. They were going, right, we're going to put stuff on the radio on a Monday to go to, to, to big up the interview that's on Facebook. Will he win? And I'm going, he'll win. He's going, you sure? I'm giving it a listen, mate. I'm a wrestler, Dave. Listen, listen. <laughs> uh, 
Drew, Drew McIntyre's winning this. So they were getting the new WWE champion, kind of the kind of voiceover oh, stuff. I'm like, listen to it. So they watched it and fucking, that's even they never won. They were going to affirm that. They were going, you fucking old as he would have won. This is shite wrestling's push. <laughs> Unbelievable. But it, I, look, what did you make of Drew, Drew Logan over? I know they've, they've, they've pushed him for the last year, but. Come it on. was a terrible decision. Drew I don't. Win. I don't buy Bobby Lashley as the world champ. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, I don't. Fucking... He's fucking mad. I thought you would. The one I don't buy him as the world champ. Listen, buy it would be Ura because he's fucking massive. He's a fucking wrestler, that boy. What Listen, a... Roman Reigns, right, is massive, and you buy it, and he's a hard man, and he's a wrestler. Bobby Lashley, and I've felt this for years. I just don't. I know he's strong, and I know he looks good, and he has a good look, and all that. But I just kind of feel like whenever I watch a Bobby Lashley match, I don't fucking buy it. I don't believe it. It's just it's just something there, you know. And the guy has it wasn't he that long ago the guy was like in terrible angles with Lana and fucking Rusev and was a joke. You know what I mean? It's it's they've no done the work. They've no done the work. And I know the hot business has been good and has been successful, but that should have been Drew. And I'm not just saying this as a Scottish guy. That Drew should have got his fucking reward. Well, it'll still come. It'll still come. It'll but it's it's pie now. The moment's lost. You think the moment's lost, but the moment was lost as soon as WrestleMania started. It wasn't the way that I envisioned it. You're going right when a crowd comes back and Drew comes out. It's going to be they never they never built it around Drew. It should have been built like right, you know, open the show and the open is about how Drew chased his dream and he won it in a fucking in a in a garage, and it should have been that now Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre. It's coming, and there's going to be a crowd, and it should have been built around that. So that there was a just, moment when he came out. But there was also, he, just for me, just a sense that this was a kind of a non-event anyway. It's, it's what you say, Grado, about looking at the curd and going, is this really the curd? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because the reward for Drew really should have been walking out at the start of that match, eh, going into the ring facing a fucking Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Vin, Vince should have opened up his pocketbook, paid Brock Lesnar the money, and got him in there because that's the one that the live crowd should have got to see first because that was the kind of storyline they missed out on. Mm -hmm. That was what they get stolen after, was that Drew and Brock but, thing. But and that was that what they should have got delivered on that night. There is that argument now, Rab, and you hear it on other podcasts now, that they don't need to rely on stuff like that anymore. That's what made me, that's what got me thinking about this whole Peacock thing. They, they they never they never advertise they never booked a they never booked the rock they never booked Stone Cold they never booked Triple H because now they don't need to because buys don't really matter to them now don't they know it's all Peacock it's all they, they own it all so there's no they're no they're no trying to sell shows they're not trying to sell tickets not to sell they're just putting it together and putting it out because they don't need to rely on it anymore who cares they've got their deal their money's there Mark wants to put our Mandy Rose deck in it. Ah! And away doing, and he wants to bury Grado rifting on last week's podcast and gain up the book. <laughs> sorry, man, I can't, I, I can't have done it earlier on. I know, sorry, but I, I, I hate when folk do that in podcasts. Eh? Sorry, sorry. Ian Drew Dice Clay, who is my favorite wrestling follow yep. on Twitter, wants to put over WWE's Kane video at the Hall of Fame and using the red by Chevelle, which was perfect for a retrospective of the character. And he wants to bury the fans in the front row on their phones from yesterday night, first time they've been let out of the house in a year, and they're glued to Twitter. That is. Uh, probably gl glued to you on Twitter, mate. Ian Drew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Bronze Cello wants to put her Craig Anthony versus Daz Black for this week's ICW. The Kez cash in also the comeback of the year. Margaret getting the phone call to leave the big red light on for the fiend. Uh, suddenly, her t shirt is back on sale. 
Uh, our t-shirt's going to be flying out the doors. Thank you. I want to bury the ending of the Fiend match. I agree with the crowd. Fucking boo. Am I the only one that liked this a wee bit? Of course you are. Ian Milne says, listen, oh, fuck. I mean, it's so annoying, isn't it? Because the entrance was good. The fucking visual at the end was great. But the content was garbage, apart from the fact that Randy Orton just finished the guy. I liked uh, Randy's trunks. Ian Milne. Randy looked great. Ian Milne wants to bury how disappointing the Fiend Orton match was. It was a pile of hot garbage, such a poor opener tonight too. And wants to put out the performance of Bad Bunny. I was so shocked to see how well he actually did. Respect to him and so want to see more of him in the future, says Ian. Chris wants to bury KO and Sammy. Cesaro and Rollins. Can I just say something about Bad Hold Bunny? Hold on a fucking minute. I need to read this. Sorry. Once they bury Keo and Sai, he's just saying they're shot. Cesaro and Rollins, Biggie and Apollo felt just a wee bit rushed in parts for me, but that would be as negative. The, the other matches you're negative about, Keo and Sammy and Cesaro and Rollins, he fucking kidding me on. The, the matches were tremendous. Keo and Sammy, are you kidding was me on? Cesaro and Rollins was good. Rushed. I did, I think they're rushed. I did not enjoy Biggie and Apollo. I'm sorry. No, there wasn't a good they, match. That belting one another to start, and you know, I mean, that's say that the, the, the kendo sticks are there, and also their gear was too nice. See when you're in a wrestling match like that, when you're you're fighting and with tables and gongs and all that, it, I, I, I get I get distracted with the fucking flashy gear that they wear. It just doesn't look right. If you're going to battle fuck out or something like that and a big grudge match, fucking chill out with the colours. I still can't help but think there was a version of WrestleMania out there where uh, Big E had won that fucking Royal Rumble and Biggie and Roman Reigns were tearing the roof off. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. How come? Ben wants to put all the Fiends' entrance. Seth and Cesaro, great match, and Bad Bunny, what a match. We objected to seeing Murphy him. No, that's see, what, that's what, we, need. Right. That's I, what I, we need. Mer, Mer we skinny guys. Well, Gredo, Listen, I, I agree that he done well. He, I only watched a wee bit of it, right? I only did, but everybody's screaming themselves with these celebrities that come in and, and they spend... Listen, I don't know. I just think it doesn't feel right that he was doing all that. Do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you who else did? Looks right. Oh, don't get it. Do you want me to tell you? me tell you who else did quite well? Who? Did Fucking David Arquette. He was doing all right in the ring back in the day and was respectful of everybody and all that. And yet everybody told him to fuck off, right? And I'll tell you what. Bad Bunny came in and he did do well. Oh, he did well in that match, but now he can fuck off because he's no wrestler. Fuck off. No, but. Can I feel for you the night? All these people are going like that. Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing Bad Bunny again. What? Aye. Fighting who? You don't need to see it again. And by the way, it's because it's... It was stretching, it was stretching fucking the, the, the boundaries of belief for me that he was gone toe-to-toe with him is, who was just the fucking WWE champion last month. I tell but you. He can, but he can, do, he can do a flip, but he done a jump. He done a jump. Fuck off, man. I tell you what, see when these TV stars get involved in wrestling, you know, like Burniston and still game stars. Listen, <laughs> hey, but no, <laughs> there was a guy, and I can't remember his name, but he was a big NFL player and he wrestled at Bound for Glory a couple of years ago. And he was 10 times better than Bad Bunny, but that will never get recognized because it's TNA. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was fucking superb. The Miz made Bad Bunny look like a fucking million bucks, you know. The Miz, who people quite regularly shit on on this show when they fucking call in. We need conception that that guy is one of the most dependable fucking guys in that business. Right. <sighs> Sorry. Right, Chris right. wants to bury Damien Priest's nine-year-old lassie just back for summer holiday in Mallorca hairstyle. <laughs> Is that Ma- again? Do that one again. 
Chris wants to. D'Angelo Williams was the guy's name. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, and Chris wants to put over everything else about that match for the entrance to the end, and it was incredible. Bad Bunny looked excellent, and that shows how superb Miz and Morrison are. Yes, there it is. Also, bury anybody that buries the fiend in Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Shame Randy won, because he is and always has been totally boring and overrated. But it's <laughs> exciting to see what happens next with Bliss and Wyatt. I do so love that woman acting like a seven-year-old girl. <laughs> Fucking geese a brick, Chris. Get rid of Randy Orton. Let's see Mary Alexa Bliss skipping about with a wee fucking skirt on. Fuck off. <laughs> fucking had it with a show, man. Scott wants to put her Bianca winning the title. Oh, I won the bell. Ricky! I won the <laughs> bell. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Oh, I did it. Fuck off, man. Oh, that was nice. Oh, that was nice. I won the uh, yeah, mine, mine, mine when Stone Cold beat fucking Shawn Michaels, he was like, ah, Mike Tyson, I did it. <laughs> Give me a cuddle, Mike Tyson, I done it. <laughs> fucking a Beck. You're a wrestler. Rocky cried at the end. Fucking Rocky. Sound like a uh, spot where she gorilla pressed Ash up the stairs was dynamite. Listen, I'm no binning her. It was a great match. Um, and, uh, you know, Sasha's brilliant. <sighs> God, right. Jason wants to put her bad bunny actually selling his sales a wrestler. That Canadian destroyer was hell of a decent. Listen, here's a secret about the Canadian destroyer. Fucking anybody can be a Canadian destroyer. Anybody. See the guy you're doing it to? He's doing all the fucking work. Wrestling's kid on you. Fucking strob fucking marks. I can vouch for this. It's another guy. It's totally fucking bunch of idiots. It's the easiest thing I've ever done. I look shit. Punching my fucking mic here, man, at these fucking assholes. Right. Try it in your bed the day we, if anybody's listening, go up the stairs. Try it in your bed with your brother. Davey, I'll be bra and you'll see how good Bad Bunny is. Your wee bra goes bouncing in that fucking windy. You like what he's burying, though? He wants to bury the rest of Mania because it was absolute pish. So thank God he's back on side. Drew putting on that sensational performance and being distracted for the L. What was that distraction? It was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest thing, that distraction. Garbage. Alexa turning on the fiend and setting up a Firefly magic show match. Get the whole thing as far away fuck as possible. Even Vince Russo is getting the angle the side eyes. Hey, right, <laughs> that's enough. I like Cesaro, but a full-time mid-carder should never be put over Seth freaking Rollins. Hold on a minute here. Strowman ripping through the cage was decent. Nah, I like that bit, but Shane McMahon is about 60-year-old now, isn't he? And still shuffling about in Jordans like he's 18. <sighs> Thanks for your input, folks. It was a pleasure. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. Come on and get Grado's thoughts on Warhammer Quest, Curse City, or get Rab's favourite macaroni macchio- cheese recipe. Macaroni cheese. Macaroni. Macaroni. On this macaroni. week, it's the winner of the Patreon WrestleMania quiz. It's Craig Fry it. So we know how he does his macaroni cheese. <laughs> he fries it, didn't he? Yeah, he fries it. Come on, Craig Fry it. Well, oh, well, man. well, if it isn't Craig Fry it. You never met Craig Fry it? Well, there, Grado. 
How are you doing, Craig? Have you never met him, Rab? Never met Craig Fryant, no. This guy is the smartest guy. We have a football daft quiz and he wins it every week now. He's getting a bit annoying because he's, 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 I thought that was good at it, but he's better. It's fucking annoying. Who, right, okay. If you're, do you, you know a lot about football? Who, who was Michael Moles' wife? <laughs> it was his more. <laughs> I was about to say Mrs. Moles. <laughs> Michael Moles' wife's his more. What do you mean? What, that, that's just a fact. She was, uh, she was, a, she was, a, was she not picking up, did he not got a, she kind of, they get You're getting tongue-tied here, you're going tongue-tied here because you're going to have to explain this, but the next time you meet Walter Smith and Alan McCoy up at some function somewhere, yeah, or some we, golf thing. What were you doing slagging Teresa Moles in that wrestling po- podcast, yeah, prick? Listen, let me tell you something, right? This is Craig Fry, it's moment, it's not your moment, Greg, all right? Sorry, he's, a, he's a won the league, what else do you want? <laughs> all right? Mind your neck in. Sorry, mate. And don't you ever fucking film a video on Neil Lennon again, Grado, right? <laughs> I don't think that's funny. I've seen you in a state, by the way. I've seen you like that, so. Okay, we've all been there. We, Craig, have you ever been like that? Absolutely. I, I've got a tale to tell in Football Daft about it. Have you? Oh, tell it here. Why, why would you save it for Football Daft? Tell it here. Because it's a feature of Football Daft. Oh, there we go. Oh, Very nice. Oh, no, no. the timesman. I'll keep I'll keep it for the one with the male listeners. I'll keep it for that one. I'll keep it. See, you know you 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 know how to work it, didn't you? You, you like your wrestling, Craig? Yeah, yeah. Fan for hmm, almost thirty years. Thirty years, man. Do you go to the wrestling shows? Hmm. Do you go to the wrestling shows? No. No. I, I, sorry, I, I've been. I've seen them once. Um, they performed at our local Highland Games. How did they? Marquee. Oh Christ. Uh, Grado, <laughs> Grado. No, you've you, you said that you, your man Craig here has been on football daft a few times, right? And he said to me, here that's what he said before he came on, right? Craig, great. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put it right out there. He says this guy just knows everything. He just knows all the stuff, and and you all, you try and catch him out, and he just know. How do you know so much stuff, Craig? What's the what's the deal? I don't know. There's something he right in my head. Just have you? Well, there must be something very right in your head if you remember all this stuff. Have you got a photographic remember, memory? Have you got I a good memory? Random shit. <laughs> good for trivia. Are you good at like pub quizzes? Mm, so so. Mm, yes, you. You will be good. Do you, <laughs> you watch the game shows on the telly and play along? Yeah, the chase every night. You watch the chase every night, yeah, aye? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I wish I had like. Some kind of quite right, Grado. You chant to Craig just now, and I'm going to try and find a few trivia questions. Oh, I've already got some. Have you got some? How many teeth does an adult human have? <laughs> Come on, Craig. Have a go, man. I don't know. We're we talking about Chick Charlie or Joe Jordan, a, a random human, mate. Right, hold on. We'll do another one. We'll do another one. That's maybe very odd. Right, what does DNA stand for? It's very um, odd, by the way. You're right. National Dyslexics Association. With the DNA. So that's a beautifully clever answer, that as well. No, it's, I can't even pronounce it. This is a smart guy. This is a smart guy. Let's write so this. This is interesting because, Craig, no offence to the other listeners of the show, right? But most people that come on the run are, are dafties, right? So it's interesting to have somebody on who's intelligent. What's your take on the, the current wrestling scene as an intelligent guy? Um, I think it's, I think it's, it's good that there's the competition. You know, you, you go on like some of the forums and it's all, you're an AEW mark, you're a, 
a WWE mark. And it's like, just be happy that we've got so many promotions and products that we can enjoy. Um, you know, it's there's that side of things. I think, you know, well, I'm 40, so I mean, there are some things where I'm like, you know, who's this random celebrity? I never heard of Logan Paul or Bad Bunny, but um, that's okay. But Bad, Bad Bunny's John's favourite. John loves Bad Bunny. Oh, I was that was match of the night on Saturday. Um, we all said that in the in the Zoom call, but no, nah, it's 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 an oversaturated product. You know, I think if you go back and look at a a perfect episode of wrestling, you look at the January Fourth Raw. Uh, two hours long, fully win the title. Yeah, just the right length. Kelly. Every every um, story, every segment had a storyline. Every character had a storyline. It wasn't just like random shit thrown together. Who was a, who was a lead writer in that episode? Yo, yo, bro, bro, the man, the man himself. Exactly. Who John was been talking to. You know, and this is what we've been talking about recently. We've been talking about you know, you think back to these perfect episodes of Monday Night Raw. Mm. It was his stuff. I think you know what I mean. Um, there was a lot of other, there, you know, he needed a filter, but yeah, it was it was good. And it, I mean, I think a lot of that depends on the direction that Vince wanted to take it because it wouldn't have happened otherwise. Um, Craig, know, what, do you, what do what do you think of the fact that the very first match started right on uh, WrestleMania? And yeah, I've always Shite. been I've always been aware of this, right? I've always been aware of this, but. Regardless of any of the content or anything like that, this thing where they change camera angle at every strike. Wow. Every punch, every strike or whatever. I don't know how they get away with this because it's it's repulsive to watch. To it's me. fucking it makes you it makes you motion sick. It feels like you're away in a bus. I hate it. It's like watching a Transformers movie. It's like what the fuck just it's happened dreadful. here? It's dreadful. <laughs> they need to calm down that. Don't get me wrong. I like that big fancy camera they've got for the walking down. See that one where it's like portrait mode on your phone? I like that. I, get a computer I like the I like the angle they did when um, Riddle came down the scooter. And he was at the top that. of the ramp and it sort of like looped upwards to him and he just like sailed sailed past. That see that's nasty. fine. That's fine, but it's during the match, man. Why did it just stick it to the hard cam and then the, the what did they call yeah. that cam again? The the is it the what do you call him? Is it the Crockett cam? They call it in, uh, in ringside. Just leave they do it, doesn't he? You know what I mean? the, the smoke-filled armoury is like all oh, your classic footage. It's the hard cam. It's the best, isn't it? It's like remember exactly. World of Sport. They had fucking GoPros on every layer of the turnbuckle, and it was like that's too much. And they had one up top. The one up top was good for ladder matches. That's good, but it's too much. The first thing I would do if I walked that, into that, WWE was that. The first thing I would do when I went into WWE would be to tell them to stop that. That way mm-hmm. they're cutting, the way they're directing the matches, the way they're, they're doing it in the booth, cutting for cut, constant cutting between all the cameras is just a disgrace yeah. to me. You've seen beyond the mat, Vince makes movies. Well, I know, I think he's getting carried away, but isn't he? Well, you've got to remember, we're, we as wrestling fans are at the mercy of a 74 year old nutcase. <laughs> Some man, isn't he? It's gonna, did you enjoy WrestleMania, Craig? Do you know what I did? Then so, you know, watched it back and listened to um, the show last night, the podcast last night, and you start to think. I almost thought is it a transitional WrestleMania? You know, like twelve and thirteen were, where you know, I've said for years that WrestleMania basically became Slamboree, like the original Slamborees when they brought back like the legends, and they've had such an over reliance on legends and part timers. That there wasn't any, with the exception of Shane. Um, whereas in 12 and 13, they started, there wasn't any celebrities on it. So they're, they are building their own stars. And it, it's it's encouraging because you you start to think now that Lashley, Reigns, Orton, 
real deal don't need any, don't need to bring in a fifty year old for two million bucks to mm-hmm. you know, sell tickets. I, I, I but it's like it's when when I come on with John right away. How do you enjoy me? The first thing I was, and I even say that they shall last week. I'm going. Is that the care for the night? I'm going. Where's Triple H? Where's Stone Cold? Where's there's no, you know, a wee HBK hinky or there that you would, would get me buzzing. But then am I thinking, was it better off without them? I don't think it was. But I don't mean, you know, for, for fucking your man, Farouk, who I'm always going to come, oh, damn. You know, I don't Aye. mean, but, you know, you're wanting something. I wanted I wanted somebody to come out. That segment where the dead the were playing like rock, rock, and ro- rock and robots with bloody dangerous Danny Davis a few years ago. I was like, what the heck was that shit about? Well, it just feels as if it was missing... There was nobody like last year we had Goldberg. I'm st- I was still infatuated with Goldberg. We had Taker. Uh, you understood that there was nobody else because of the pandemic at the time, but I thought they would have flew somebody in. I don't know. Mac- Mankind, wait, hey, come on, he's here. It's WrestleMania. The crowd. There was nothing like that. And I, But I think you're right. Is, but is that what they're he- trying to do? They're trying to create their own. Maybe. I think they are. I mean, they've been- We're getting older, remember? Well, we are getting older. I mean, I mean, what was it? WrestleMania 31, NWO coming out in the Sting Triple H match. I marked it like right. for that. Now, it's funny, mate, because I watched that on Sunday to G myself up for Mania, and I loved that. But do you know I, what? That's they ruined that. They ruined that in terms of they ruined that by having the daylight. fucking three hundredth show come out, you know, and and it's not the same. They they they, 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 they spile it, you know. I mean, there was only so many times we wanted to see the New Age Outlaws come back. Only so many times we wanted to see Nash come out. It's it doesn't mean anything now. Did you see the nick of them back? That's, that's why Austin's so good because it's every few years. Yes. You know, it's, it's you know, less is more. I mean, how many fucking times are you going to see X Pack on a Legends reunion show? <laughs> we <Weasel. laughs> You know what I mean? Just, there's, there's just a lack of. Team Hall of Famer X Pack. There's just a lack of. Um, there's just a lack of innovation. I kind of feel like out there now. I was thinking that when I was watching the Hall of Fame thing, right? And I know the Hall of Fame thing is like, it's a shoot, right? But still, back in the day, by this time, somebody at a Hall of Fame, like fucking Big Sexy would have fucking powerbombed, uh, you know, he would have fucking powerbombed somebody through that stage while it was happening and everybody in shock that something had kicked off at the Hall of Fame. Fucking they most on in there, lat waving is the, is the, is the, is the worst thing at oh, WrestleMania. No, that it's, that it's, happened in 2019 with some random attack Bret Hart. That's right. Craig, give a question. Have you any questions for us or anything? We need to... Yeah. What match made you, uh, really made you as a wrestling fan? Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Cactus Jack, Triple H, Royal Rumble 2000. Remember I was older, I was, I'm younger than you, so I was mm-hmm. 11, 12 at the time, and that's when I really went, this is tremendous. I think for me, it was a... I think for me, it was probably Hitman and, but I'm, I mean, I was a wrestling fan before this, but the one that really, the one that really made me feel like, oh my God, this is just the best thing in the world was probably Hitman and Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam 91. What about you? Um, first wrestling VHS tape I got, because I got into wrestling, we moved up to Aberdeen and we were collecting those WWF classic trading cards. But everyone was doing it, so I started doing it and then got this um, best of Saturday night's main event and it was Hulk Hogan against Big Boss Man at a steel cage 
and Hogan suplex boss man off the cage. It was John Green. Were you, were you in John's class like, at school? Wow. <laughs> I was. I, I remember like because I, I you got all the tapes. Like I remember having that tape. I remember there was one called Fans Favorites, which I remember. Yeah. SummerSlam '88, I think, was my first tape, and that the one that I got into, and was this, was it '88 when Ultimate Warrior just runs down, yeah, and batters the honky tonk man. Uh, and pins them like in the quickest time possible. I thought that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> my memory of the tapes is that the plastic was clear plastic. Aye. Do you remember this? It was like yeah. clear plastic. Clear the plastic was... in the liner. Aye, aye, and then the liner. So I, used to, I used to go down to my grand's for um, summer holidays in Cambridge Slang, and it'd just be like tapping a pound off at every three hours and after log the video shops and just like chronologically watching every WWF pay per view. And you know, if you were like, if you just watched SummerSlam 89, and Survivor Series 89 was taken out, then fuck, I've got to skip over it. Well, I'm going 90. <laughs> but, but this is a thing, though, and do you think this affects the way we look at some stuff as well? Because, like, you, you wouldn't see an Adam Cole on any of the tapes. You wouldn't see somebody no. that looked like Adam Cole on any of the tapes unless yeah. he was, like, getting flung about by Akeem or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it just wouldn't be there. The, the, other, the other thing you've got is, and you know, it's, it's just, I've started um, to develop a blog site, but I'm... Showing the same commitment to it as Grado shows to his Twitch account. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fun enough, mate. Exclusive. I've just downloaded an N64 emulator. I should be back on Twitch very, very shortly. I might change my handle because I'm buying the fucking flight simulator. But and see if you go, see if you go like on a Wikipedia page and then like click a WrestleMania and then count, and then go ten years on. And they count who was on ten years previously. If you go like from seven to seven to seventeen, it's like one. If you go seventeen to twenty-seven, it's five. If you go twenty-seven to thirty-seven, it's ten. It's oh, yeah. you know, discount seventeen uh, gimmick battle royal. But I mean, it's great the guys have got long-term employment like the uh, which they never used to have in the eighties and nineties. But you know, I mean, fuck me, miss miss for fifteen years. I know, mate. Talk it, mate. Remember, solid I handle. Fuck. He's a solid hand. Let me tell you. Oh, absolutely, I, and, he, and, he's, and he's mainstream now, so you can't fault it, but, you know. Craig, listen, thanks so much for coming on. It's it was nice to have a chat with somebody that's got a brain in their head. Um, <laughs> um, which famous graffiti artist comes from Bristol? Banksy. Hi, that's it, you're right. There you go. That's a chase <laughs> one, as soon as they say graffiti artist, Banksy. All right, well, which, hold on, just one more. Just which flying mammal? A bat. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, just one more time then, right. <laughs> And in, in, in 2020, McFly reunited and released a new album. Name the four band members. Gradle, I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. I reckon, I reckon, is it Doogie? Uh, Charlie? Yeah. Uh-huh. Charlie? Was that Charlie? No, nah. that was busted. That was busted. Doogie, Harry. Oh, fuck. What are they? Oh, I'm done. Danny and Tom. Danny. One's a radio guy. It's his job to know this stuff. Aye. He knows all this kind of pal. He's probably interviewed them all. He probably has. Have I? Uh, well, I didn't interview him. It was upset. Well, he produced it. He I produced an interview. I interviewed wait, wait, yesterday. Did you? Oh, I heard that. Uh, oh, just Tommy? Aye, it's Tommy, aye. That's no wait, 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 mate. First, I know, well, first question. That's just a drummer. First question was, uh, you still pals him on the panel? What'd they say? <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I mean, oh, my, my, Tom's, uh, what'd you call him again? Marty's one of my favourite, oh, he's one of my best mates. And all that, you know? I mean, I've not spoken to him since 2016. Yeah, I right. You fucking don't like him. It's quite obvious, but anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when those, those eyes, oh, oh, set, set me, me on, on fire, fire, baby. <laughs> Sweet. 
little mystery and didn't cry, 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 cry. cry. let sweet little mystery. Mammy cry, 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 shingle bully. You know that uh, Marty Pello was doing a wee thing during the lockdown where it's like his fans would request a song and they'd be like, okay, this one's for uh, Kathy out there. She's requested uh, a wee number. Uh, so this is a wee old classic for her. Uh, the very thought of you and all the things you do. It's beautiful. <laughs> Mate, every one of their posts, if you look, look for a woman called Elaine McMillan. That's my sister. And in every post she writes, hi, I'm Gredo's brother. <laughs> Can I his brother? <laughs> Great, those sister, sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Great. Hi, uh, uh, can I request a song? You might know Ur Graham. Frank is I was going, stop fucking writing that under his post, you. Jen, Jen up, um, my, my wife, when she was a wee lassie, um, Marty Pello was about all the time because he was pals with, um, he used to come up to Jen's granny's house all the time. So, I that was Mark. When I first met, when I first met Jen, when I was first going out there, she used to sometimes go like that to me. Um, I and my, my, my uncle's pal Mark was blah, blah, blah. And then she would oh. just say that. And then later on, it turned out oh. it was Marty Pello. I was That's like, funny, why would you man. not say the first time you told me that story? It was Marty Pello. That's <laughs> funny. I like funny. that shit. So there you go. Right. Yeah. All right, Craig, thanks so much for coming on. It was good to uh, catch up with you. And all the best to you. And I hope you have a good weekend. And I hope uh, as the, the things relax, you get to see some family and stuff like that this weekend. <laughs> Pleasure. Stay safe, gents. See you later, Craig. Mate. Take, yeah, care, Craig. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 You just made the list! It's time for the list of wrestling daft. And let's get right in here. Let's get right in here. What won the vote was a top three matches of WrestleMania. And I'll, I'll do my top three matches right, right off the top of my head. I have to say, <clears throat> number three for me was uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a a great match. I don't think Seth Rollins had a bad WrestleMania, has ever had a bad WrestleMania. If he calls himself Mr. WrestleMania, I'm happy with that because he's gave us some amazing moments. Uh, and I just thought that was genuinely, that was a no bullshit, genuine, organic, the crowd behind Cesaro. Uh, and oh, he also done a burst out greeting at the end, of it, which is a, a tonic. Uh, number two... <laughs> Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which I just thought was um, the guys. The guys are just they know what they're doing. Oh my god! They I mean, they they're, they're they, they probably they spent they probably spent they probably spent five minutes coming up with that match because they're so used to each other. And they know what they're doing. They would have had that up their sleeve, mate. They bother us. But everything, everything that happened in that ring when they two guys were in there was beautiful. It looked so at. slick. Beautiful to look at, and 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 you know, so you know, everything had such a great impact. And and you look at Sami Zayn and his performance of that character is brilliant. He's brilliant, Rab. I've oh, never saw that God. before. See the build up video, I was pushing myself. I thought, what a character! This is brilliant. He's the best bad guy out. That's a gimmick. That is a gimmick. That's a gimmick. And he, he he plays it beautifully. And Kevin Owens is just when I mean, you talk about just a guy who's just like a fan favorite, but who also can go out there and, and you know and he can deliver. And he's a good he's a good size and a good shape. And even Gene is the kind of stone cold style go home on it. It's fucking beautiful. I, I loved it. Loved that match. But my number one, actually, I think 
all things considered, has got to be a has got to be the main event of night two. I think it's got to be the the Roman Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan one because it was a good old fashioned WrestleMania main event. By which I mean it didn't go anything like anybody expected it to go in terms of how the crowd reacted to it. Edge was actually over as fuck, right? Daniel Bryan actually didn't get a great reaction for the crowd, which was interesting. And I loved the finish. I loved I loved a good strong finish with Roman Reigns walking away. Um, dominant uh, because he's the best thing they've got gone to now in the WWE is that Roman Reigns character is the best oh, thing they've got gone to 100% now. man with the flowers on his neck and all that it's brilliant I love he's it le- he's legitimate but- he, he looks like he's he's gorgeous he looks like a guy who'd kill you um, and it, it was the it was the right decision and you know I, I enjoyed him I wasn't the best but it was not the best WrestleMania again. That quote, see the commentary talking about the uh, talking about Roman Reigns, it gives you the book. It's I hate all this. As soon as he wondered what was it, when will people start noticing that he is the head of the table and people need to find out he's the head of the table? Shut up, it was annoying me, it really was. See, with Michael Cole, he's doing my nothing. See, we know that you know, do you know, what I think he's fear to put over moves that are not quite. Is well used in WWE. See that he likes a Death Valley driver. I don't think he would ever turn around and go Death Valley driver. He gets somebody else to say it. It's as if he's two feet. Aye. He's a, a worse commentator. Peter in the box. I've written his fucking nicknamed and like that. This box like structure. It's a fucking box. Or I see all that. I can't go that man. Jim Ross, if he had been commentating on that match back in his prime, mm. would have been just talking about how much he a bastard. Fucking Roman Reigns is. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been like hitting out with all that stupid head of the table pattern and all that. He would have just been talking about how this guy is fucking no good. He's a piece of shit. He's a, you know what I mean? It's right. like he would have been selling him as a fucking monster heel. Anyway, so that's, let's see what upon us. thing. Steven says there was plenty, but a standout for me was Bianca Belair carrying Sasha Banks up the steps with a gorilla press, a star-making moment, performance for the well-deserved new champ. Dan's favourite bit was the start of the Bianca and Sasha match where the emotions took her in the middle of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Listen, what I mean what is this thing? Do you think they're told to do this? Do you think no. do you think they're told to do this like listen listen it's cause they're all fucking marks, every fucking single one of them stunning on the stage, greeting cause there's crowd, tweeting the rock. I'm wearing the rock's pair of socks today to WrestleMania. I'm wearing this, I'm wearing that. I've always I was grew up watching Molly Holly. She done great. De, 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 de. No, I'm, I'm not this, this is not just the women, it sounds like but it's fucking they're marks. They're marks, a full lot of them. See, See when Brock Lesnar's in there, right? I'm wearing your t-shirt today. I get the sense when I watch Brock Lesnar in a WWE ring that he's kind of like, I fucking don't even need to be here. I don't even need to fucking be here. I don't even know. I can't really be bored. You know what I mean? And I would rather have that than have these people being like, I can't believe I'm at WrestleMania. I can't believe I'm at WrestleMania. Oh, and see, because see, here's what happens. See when somebody goes, I can't believe I'm at WrestleMania. Me sitting watching it, I think to myself, I can't fucking believe you're at WrestleMania either. Acting like that, you fucking idiot. Mate, I acted like that backstage when it fucking Slammiversary, man. I got a Mate, act, backstage, me. act like it backstage. You can greet as much as you want backstage. I know. But don't go out front and fucking act like, <laughs> you're, act like you're lucky to be there. 
what wrestler do you want to watch who's acting like they're lucky to be there? I mean, at Chris Jericho. I've got a Chris Jericho mention on my suitcase and I'm taking it to WrestleMania. I'm wearing this today. Look at me. Retweet me. I'm doing well. I'm a fan. It's, it's ridiculous. Jim Ross used to say, talk about uh, Mick Foley um, being Mrs. Foley's baby boy, right? Or that part. Right? But nowadays, it's almost like your wrestlers are out there doing that for themselves now. They're kind of out there going, oh, it's like, I'm a great daughter of someone. My dad will be proud. I'm a great son. I'm so lucky to be here. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I've had enough of it. Hi. The fans. I can't believe the fans of the WWE universe is back. <laughs> the universe is back. Fucking get a grip, man. <laughs> you shouldn't care less. You should just be saying, Vince, you fucking Aye. mad old bastard. Pay me. And let me get the fuck out of here away for these fucking fans. It's not about this thing, mate. That's what I'm saying. It's not like that anymore. There's no mere hearty cunts left. There's no mere, mere hearty. You imagine Billy Gunn standing at the tap, the crowd's been for a year and going, and getting emotional. Big hardy bastard. Come on. He Listen, wants paid. He wants paid. He wants to go and wrestle and day fuck all, take as less bumps as possible and get fucking paid. Everybody wants to be, I've done this today. Look at the views on my YouTube channel. I would be embarrassed being out at WrestleMania, greeting in the ring, knowing that fucking big sexy Kevin Nash is backstage. You know what I mean? By the way, fuck it, is like Scott Hall seen better days as you know. Holy <laughs> 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 fuck. But listen, big sexy Kevin Nash in the back watching all these people out there being greeting and being so thankful and I grateful mean, for being there. He'd be like, fucking come on now. He wasn't thankful or grateful for a fucking minute. That guy was just out there as a businessman mm-hmm. doing his fucking work. And, and because of that, he looked like a big fucking dominant, big fucking cool dude. That's what you do. That's what you do. It's, it's, it's not acceptable to me. It's not acceptable to me, that, that kind of stuff. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Golden Lapolo says... Uh, going too hard in here. No, Golden Lapolo's favourite moment was Bad Bunny's Canadian Destroyer. Oh, fuck off, right? For Tommy sake. Tommy BTD says, Sasha getting whipped by a ponytail. Sam's picking only one. Banks versus Belair. Taking out the historical context, which is so important for so many. Uh, the match just ruled. One of my top ten of years oh, so don't. far. It's just mental that folk are, are taking away for that WrestleMania. That some did, somebody did a Canadian destroyer. Somebody did a Canadian destroyer. My fucking Uncle Jimmy could give the, the Canadian destroyer to his postman if they took fucking 10 minutes out to go at it in the front garden. Well, he says WrestleMania highlight for me was Logan Paul eating a stunner, took it like a champ. Alexander. To be fair, that was handled right. It was like you could tell they've, got, they've went, we're booking you, mate, but we're, you're getting a doing at the end of it. So fair play to that. Yep, Alexander McClellan's WrestleMania highlight was Hogan coming out dressed like a pirate and getting booed to fuck. Kieran says wrestlers high five. Fucking hardy sketcher trainers on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Kieran says wrestlers high five in the crowd on the way to the ring for getting COVID exists. And Jamie says his favourite bit was Big Roman smashing an old bloke and a happy nerd, which is exactly what we what we wanted to see. Right, I just. It's been a te- it's a te- it's a terrible WrestleMania. <laughs> I thought I liked it. <laughs> Woo! 
We have just added lots and lots and lots of more content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Listen to this. There's two bonus episodes. They're up there. There's a WrestleMania preview from the Marks and there's Grado's WrestleMania memories. I've basically sat through other WrestleManias that I've watched since I was 12 year old and I've given you a wee bit of experience. Some have been there, some have been involved. Well, no involved, for fuck's sake, but in the weekend and stuff like that. It's, it's a good weekend. It was only maybe half an hour long. We spent two hours on it. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got mayor, we've got mayor soon coming up. Uh, thanks to everybody that joined the stream. Johnny, he gets steaming, he fell asleep, snoring. John showed me the footage. Hilarious. Uh, we're going to have more soon, and the best way to get involved is sign up to the Patreon. It's easy. There's a couple of tiers. It's easy easy to work out. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Hunters of extra content coming up there. Uh, and if you fancy becoming one of our patrons, sign up now. Uh, we'd love to welcome you to the roster. That's patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Time now for another wrestling daft road story. Uh, you send us your story and we act them out as if we're wrestlers on the way back for a show. So let's get in this car and get it started. Mm. I know oh, we were wrestling. We were at WrestleMania. We were wrestling, mate. We were, we were at it, aye. Uh, I was a. Uh, everybody thought that I was a fiend out there, mate, but I was actually me that was dressed right. up as a fiend. I was in the boat. You could tell for the tattoos. The tattoos weren't quite right, so that was how you could tell that it wasn't he. It wasn't him, it was me. Should we get pay off? Aye, aye. If I tell you that I'm a carpet and vinyl fitter about Glasgow, in the best. No, is that, is that what you do on the side, aye? Well, I work for um, Kieran Smith, carpet and vinyl fitting. It's on Facebook and Instagram, cheap plug. Um, did I tell you about, who did you this, right? I went to this guy's house a couple of weeks ago, right, and I was fitting. Fitting a wee bathroom vinyl, right? Who did you this? So I chart the door. Guy comes to the living room and again it. Two minutes, mate. Two minutes. Two minutes, right? So I'm like, ah, what's going on here? So we're waiting for a good five minutes, right? And eventually appears at the door. And he he says, uh, we're in, big man. So, getting right? Aye. Off way up the stairs. I'm no joking, right? The biggest waft of shite hits my snip. Right? <laughs> so I get to the bog door. Unbearable rant, right? And I'm like, I turn to the guy and I ask if he's at the wind up. I'm like, what's going on? And he shrugged his shoulders and he's just saying to me, like, he's just gone, what? <laughs> what? I'm like, mate, I've chapped your door. You've talked me two minutes. You've ran up the stair. You've passed at your toilet with Jobby and you've come down just to let me in and fit vinyl. <laughs> and, and that smell of the toilet. toilet. And that smell of the toilet. I mean, Rab, surely if surely if I could have waited till I was done. So I tell him, I says, look, there's no chance I'm hanging out this smelly toilet to fit this flaring, right? So I walk down the stairs and I start to head to the van, I'm like, I'm out here. And he's shouting, come on to fuck me, it's just a bit of shite, you they shite, so no. <laughs> so I couldn't hold in my laugh, so I tell him I'd be back tomorrow. <laughs> the next day, he comes on me a note in the door saying, back in 15, I'm doing a shite. <laughs> 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 Absolutely done me, some buzz, Keenan Smith. <laughs> sure, Beautiful. sweet, I like that. That was a good wee one. That was a good wee one. That was me like it. Do you have a wrestling daft road story out there, by the way? It doesn't have to be in the day with wrestling. Just a funny story about your life, old poppers. Drop us a DM on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on the Facebook page. So, Grado, there we go. That was another fantastic episode of Wrestling Daft. And they would like to apologise to anybody if we, if we on too much of a rant. That's a... Uh, 
But we, we were wrestling fans, didn't we, Gradle? We're glad. Look, we're glad. It was good. It was good to see the crowd back. Things there was a light at the end of the tunnel. We just thought they could a wee bit more for it. No, listen, it was a I don't care what anybody says it was a bad WrestleMania. You know, oh, listen. Um, we we came out of last year's WrestleMania and there was some really, really positive moments for that. There was some really kind of creative, innovative that was a WWE against a war last year. They were against a war and they had to come up with some stuff. We were backing them up last year. Aye. Well, uh, fair dues, man. He's a nice to cram this in. We get it, man. We get it. You're pan your cunts in. It's a pandemic. Fair dues. But you suffered a year to go at night. What we doing when the crowd comes back? You know what I mean? For a start, look, could it rain at this place? We're planning on doing it. I don't know, it could fucking rain right enough, man. Uh, it could be mega storms, electrical storms, and, you know, it could cause a butter. Let's not date in Florida, man. Let's date in fucking... Let's date in LA. Let's date in LA, then we'll just fry out in LA. We'll date next, year, in LA. next year it's in Texas, right? It's in Texas. So they've got a chance next year to... They make some changes. If it's in Texas, if it's in a home of the rattlesnake, and we we are expecting something special next year, and they now have a year to build up some serious storylines. The WWE is in a decent shape here. They've got a great main event heel there, maybe the best main event heel they've had in years and years and years. Right? Uh, they currently have another champion who I think I don't buy it. That's not a long term champ. I don't. I'm no fan for it. Um, Who? Here's a question. Who are we? What, what are we predicting the two main events to be next year? Could it be Roman and no? Could it be Who Roman be? Drew? Roman Drew is a shout, mate. Roman Drew is a shout. Um. Cena might be back next year. I mean, I'd love to see fucking Cena, Andrew. I mean, how much did we miss Cena? We missed Cena, mate. Yeah. I don't care what you say. We missed Cena. We missed him. There was no John Cena. There was no Triple H. There was no... I mean, Roman Rock is the one that... I, you'll never get the Rock back, but Roman... Rock's Rock... by, mate. He's daftly. That's got to be the next fucking president, never mind wrestling. I mean, can you imagine Roman... He's too Rock... busy replying to NXT folk on Twitter. I mean, we know Roman Thanks Rock. for winning my socks. We know Roman Rock would blow the roof off. Um, that, would be, that would be the biggest main event in WrestleMania history, I think. <laughs> I know, seriously, I think Roman, the Rock, the way he is now. Bigger than Rock versus Hogan. Roman versus Roman Reigns are such a brilliant fucking story to tell there. You know, the Rock come back, you know the fucking head of the table, pal. Uh, you get back in front. You're right, John. You affronted me. Royal yeah. Rumble. You mortified me. Listen, I genuinely think everything needs changed. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I prefer the two-night WrestleMania to the one-night five-hour-long WrestleMania, but yeah. there should be one WrestleMania that is four hours long. There should be, like, one WrestleMania that is four hours max. That should be it. Everybody doesn't need to be on that card. A lot of the people who were on that WrestleMania who are there two nights, I'm sorry to say this, have no right being on a WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Some of the, some of the wrestlers that were on that WrestleMania card should not be on a WrestleMania. Uh, and we'd never get near a WrestleMania back in the day. And I just think we should be getting back to one night, one WrestleMania, one card. And honestly, it's time for fucking one champion again. See this two heavyweight champion. See if there was only Roman Reigns as the champion. And there was just a, a sense of fucking direction and there was a sense of purpose. Instead of this, everybody's a champion. 
10 fucking champions. I just don't, I don't buy it. I don't think they need it. And if everybody's talking about how, you know, they don't even need to fucking do anything anymore. They don't need to book. They don't, you know, they don't need to do anything. They don't need to hotshot it or bring anybody in. Well, if they don't, if they've got any pressure on them in that sense, then they should right the ship by going, We've got one men's champ. We've got one fucking women's champ. We've got an intercontinental champion. We've got a tag champion. Any of this fucking SmackDown champion, Raw champion, fucking forget that. We don't need it. We, we don't need it. I'm not convinced we ever fucking needed it, to be honest. I think we'll just get used to it. Gies won WrestleMania next year with one champion. Gies is a real, Gies a real fucking main event for a change and steal all these fucking deadbeats. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wrestling Daft. <laughs> Uh, a listener of the week. Uh, it's the guy that was talking about. Are uh, you happy to get to what's his name? Let's see. Let's, let's remember. Steve Stoner. Steve Stoner, you're the man, mate. Steve Stoner, you're the man, Credo. Thanks for enduring my rant about there. Um, Sorry. Uh, mind for more content. You get the video version of the show. Get on board. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. I owe you a WrestleMania review there, but I'll not be doing that. I'll be doing something different instead. I can't talk about it. WrestleMania and why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Up the road. It's your cell grado. <laughs> Audio Frontier. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 